Hi everyone, Pastor Tim here at Calvary Church in Pueblo, Colorado, and this is the message recap, rewind, and bonus features from the message we had on December 12th. Now we're looking through the book of Hebrews, and we're in the second chapter towards the end of it, verse 10 through verse 18, and we were looking at, primarily in those verses, the work of Jesus Christ as fully God and fully man. We saw first and foremost that he is the God of glory, that there's a great greatness, a great greatness about who he is and what he has proclaimed to us, that is salvation. We also saw in those verses something about the unity that we have with Jesus Christ and the unity that he has with the Father and the unity that we have with the Father through Jesus Christ. And we saw that being explored through Psalm 22, that great messianic psalm, a psalm about Jesus, what he's done, and what he will continue to do on our behalf. And we saw that there's this connectiveness that we have with God through Jesus Christ. We also saw in verse 14 and 15 this great deliverance, that we were sold in slavery to the powers of this world, to the devil himself. And I, I don't mean to sound dramatic or overly sensational, um, but we either serve God or we serve him. Serving ourselves serves the devil. And Jesus came to break us of that cycle, to break us of that power, to break us of the fear of death itself. We have no need to fear death. Uh, death will come at an unknown time to us, and so that anticipation might seem really awkward to deal with, but we don't have to be afraid of dying if we have this unity with Christ and the Father. He has destroyed, he's victorious. And how do we know that he's victorious and how do we know that we don't have to fear death? It's because he rose again from the dead. Proof is that he is who he says he is and has accomplished what he said he was going to accomplish because he rose from the dead. The power of life over death is what Christ exampled to us. So we don't have to fear it. And we know that the victory is complete because he destroyed the final um, bond or bound that we were faced with, and that is Satan and our sin and the punishment of it. He became for us sin so that we might be free and righteous in God's eyes. And then we saw in verse 16, which I want to kind of hit on a little bit, some bonus features here. It says, for surely he is, for surely it is not angels that he helps. Jesus didn't come to save angels. And I think we can also say that Jesus did not come to save animals. Jesus did not come to save the planet. Jesus did not come to save the environment. He came very specifically to save that which was totally lost and bound by slavery. And that is, as he says in verse 16, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Now that's not in the context of that word, he only helps Jews, or he only helps those who are genetically familiar with Abraham. He's talking spiritually there. The sons and children of Abraham are those who have faith, those who faithfully believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he is who he says he is, that he is who the Father has claimed him to be, and we believe that his work indeed saves us from our sins because there is no way of saving ourselves. And that type of faith, even unseen faith, Jesus says that is an example of being like your father Abraham. 
So Jesus offers salvation, deliverance from this power of sin and death and the power of the devil in a very real way to anyone who believes. And I think that is an important message for us, especially given our politically charged world that we live in and all the division that the media is placing upon us. I think we need to be aware that even those who proclaim to be enemies of Christ can be saved. Look at the person of Paul, who originally his name was Saul, who wrote a majority of the New Testament, who became a warrior and a martyr for the faith once God saved him and he exercised faith. He became an incredible force of Christianity to a very new example of faithfulness in history. And if God can save someone like Paul, and he can save someone like me and you, he can save that person you think is the furthest away from God possible. And so maybe we can apply that by thinking, praying, that those enemies that we see rise up against Christ, that we pray for them, that we pray for those nations that hate God, that we pray for those politicians that hate God, that we pray for those entertainers that speak against God and truth, that we pray for them, that they would come to a saving faith in Christ because he will save them. He can save them. He's come to save all who believe in the Son. So let that be an encouragement. Watch the entire service. Watch the worship songs because all those Christmas carols that we sang and even the last song that we sang all have the same point that Hebrews chapter 2 is making. I hope that's an encouragement for you. Until next week, we'll see you later.